0: following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. 30 years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster. Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns, Billy Derrick and Michael Sindrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster.
1: Hello again, everybody. Welcome in. It is a nasty, rainy Tuesday in Nashville, Tennessee. But you know what? All the more reason to kick back and enjoy the next couple of hours because we've got some great stuff on the show today. Let's waste no time. Say hello to Coach Watson Brown, who joins us from the rainy and kind of chilly plateau. Watson, what's going on?
2: George, I'm doing good. I think we start calling you Snowbird. You remember when we were growing up, we had that Snowbird. We'd get up and see if it was snowing and we'd get out of school or whatever. We'll just start calling you Snowbird. You've got this weather down pat. It's that time of year. What? It's that time of year. It kind of looks like a Snowbird. What do you think, Billy? Oh, that's
1: really (laughs) nice.
2: Yeah.
3: I agree.
1: Same to you um Watson hear the key words that a kid needs to hear let's hear four inches of snow in Memphis moving this way four inches of snow means out of school when you hear that (laughs) man it is time to have some fun (laughs) speaking of fun we get our show going every day during football season with Terry McCormick's daily Titans update Terry how are you
4: I'm well George how are you
1: Good. I'm going to play dumb. Give me the news of the day around the Titans.
4: All right. Well, there's a couple of things. One, Caleb Farley went on injured reserve with that back injury that he sustained in Sunday's game, and they made a flurry of moves. Uh, one One of them being that they signed kicker Josh Lambeau to the practice squad because Randy Bullock was nowhere to be found on the practice field today with a calf injury so that tells me that Mr. Lambeau might be in Lambeau with them on Thursday night uh, handling the kicking chores
1: oh that's very nice Terry I need you to somehow move you up just a little so we yeah How's that? that is Better? well done yeah okay yes. so Lambeau in Lambeau That looks like what could happen because
4: Randy Bullock uh, made it through the game on Sunday, even though he was injured in pregame warmups, he kind of gave the kickoff chores to Ryan Stonehouse. But uh, after that, uh, they're going to rest him and settle him down. Going to be interesting to see because also Ben Jones has not been able to practice this week due to a concussion. And as beaten and battered up as that offensive line has been, Jones is a guy that they can really not afford to lose uh, if he's unable to go.
1: Okay, speculate for me. If he's not able to play, what do they do?
4: Well, they put Corey Levin out there at center, and uh, he takes over in the middle, making the calls uh, on the line, and uh, they try to go on business as usual. But uh, Ben Jones is kind of the heart and soul of that offensive line and really one of the inspirational leaders on this team. So if they don't have him, uh, that's going to be a, a tall order uh, to ask Corey Levin to come in and fill that spot.
1: Yeah, that's a big loss. Terry, what other good news do you have?
4: <laughs> well, let's see. Jeffrey Simmons was limited today. There might be good news. He He's hoping to play on Thursday night. We talked to him in the locker room and he said that uh, he is, Getting better. He felt better because he was able to – he actually stayed at home and stayed off the ankle on Sunday rather than coming and watching the game at Nissan Stadium. So he's looking to get back out there if he possibly can. Also, Mike Vrabel's next win will be his 50th as the Titans' head coach. So he is – this would be his 80th game all overall, and this includes postseason games. This would be his 50th win when he gets his next victory. And that would make him only the third coach in franchise history to get to 50 wins. The other two being, who do you want to you want to guess? Oh, let's go Bum Phillips. There's one. Bum got there in 83 games.
1: I'll tell you who it is not,
4: Ed Biles. It is not Ed Biles. No. But it's it someone that uh, was here for a long time that you know pretty well.
1: Yeah, it would be Jeff. That's right. Yeah.
4: And uh, Jeff got there in 93 games. Vrabel could potentially, if they win Thursday night, get there in 80 games, which would be the fastest any coach in franchise history had to 50 wins. Pretty impressive, actually. That's a good report, Terry. Appreciate it as
1: All always. All right. Have a good one, guys. You behave until tomorrow. I will try. That's Terry McCormick with a full face on his daily Titans update.
3: Yeah, we finally got that a little adjustment uh, to make there on Terry. That's uh, good on you, George. That has been update. That Titans update has been sponsored by the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. The Justin Tucker team, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. Also, Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. Now with two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville and also online at SumnerFuneral.com. All right, let's get this update started with what a performance by Lipscomb last night, George. That was a crazy finish in the Battle of the Boulevard. And uh, we do have the footage here. So uh,
1: let's sort of set this. Well, okay, it'll set up on its own. There's your back door, there's your bucket, and there's your battle of the boulevard going to the team in yellow. Let's watch this one more time. This is the final possession of the game, and there's the back door layup. Watson, exactly the way you would expect a rivalry game to end up.
2: Yeah, I like them like that with those two, George. I don't know that we understand how lucky we are to have – Two basketball schools of that caliber in the city that are arch rivals and close, and because uh, those are storied history programs, man, there has been a bunch of basketball games won at those two schools. I think it's kind of taken for granted a little bit to me. I'd like to see it blown up a little bit more than we do. To tell you the truth,
1: you know, our our friend, the late great Rick region put together uh, along with Ron bargazzi and, and a couple of others. The old Nashville Athletic Club sponsored a Lipscomb-Belmont game when they were NAIA teams. Yep. And they played at Memorial Gym and drew 15,600. I know because I was the PA announcer. Wow. How about that?
2: I, I just people. think we take it for granted, man. That That's the background of those two schools and the coaches that have gone through the number of wins by certain coaches that have gone through those two places. Uh, I don't think there's a city that will have it much better. There are some with two rivals in cities, but, man, that's pretty neat.
1: Oh, you're absolutely right. What well, else you got, Billy?
3: Speaking of having it much better, the Preds could be having it a little bit better right mm-hmm. now. They are mm-hmm. struggling. They did get back on track a little bit, though. They beat the Rangers on Saturday, but they will play tonight at home against Minnesota, 7 o'clock puck drop on ESPN+. Plus. So can they keep it going, George?
1: I don't know. I can't figure this team out right now. Um, about the time you say, okay, a foot forward, then they take two back. There has been the only consistency thus far has been their inconsistency, but Watson
2: at some point they're going to have to turn it on. I think it's pretty quick. You can't keep getting, keep getting further down. George, you get, you get into the spring. And uh, it's hard to catch up, man. When you when you get too far, so they got to get it going pretty quick. I I feel a sense of urgency myself. I hope I hope the
3: team does because I'm I'm getting nervous about them. This
1: is a game they need to win tonight. Seven o'clock at Bridgestone.
3: Same thing for Vandy. They got to get off their schneid. Tough zero and two start. Commodores coming off a brutal loss against Southern Miss at home on Friday. They were a 17-point favorite yeah, the, the, in that game. What,
1: what went on Friday night's ridiculous.
3: We, we haven't Miss, talked about it yet. Southern
1: Miss is not very good at all. That, that's a bad, bad loss. Memphis, I get, even though they were not very competitive. But Southern Miss, that's ridiculous.
3: Yeah, no, no excuses for that one. They'll try to get back on track 6 o'clock on ESPN Plus at the Palestra tonight up there. So good. you
1: you ever been to the palestra? No, I have not. I have great old Jim. Uh, the night I went, Barry Goheen hit a three pointer at the buzzer to give Vandy when, although I say that, I don't know if it was a three pointer or if the three point line was in anyway, the shot he hit beat Penn I think, was the final, something like that.
3: He's hit a few of those, hasn't he? No,
1: he's hit a bunch of them. Anyway, the palestra, that was cool. I'm glad I got to see that.
3: So that'll be tonight. Vandy and Temple. Temple's coming coming off an upset over Villanova over the weekend, so they're riding high. Back to the NFL. Cooper Cup is going to have ankle surgery on Wednesday and be placed on the IR. Coach Sean McVay said yesterday uh, he will miss at least four games on the IR, but... Coach McVay did not rule him out for the rest of the season, so could say that's a, there's a bright side to that uh, that injury.
1: The Rams' season, Watson is going nowhere.
2: Man, they're done. <laughs>
1: they are done. <laughs> that 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 did it right
2: there. That that finished it off. But man, have we seen a bigger drop off oh. in in a year than this one? Yeah, to be as high as they high as a cat as they were at the end of last year, and now where they are, it's Never would have bet on that one.
1: No, not to this level, but they nope. have fallen apart. And now Cooper Cup, who has been the one consistent in their throwing game, is going to be out for a while. They have no chance.
3: No, I Staff- did it. Stafford doesn't look the same either. No,
1: <laughs> he, he's taken a beating.
3: Yeah, so we'll see about that. Moving on. Philadelphia tight end Dallas Goddard is going to miss extended time after suffering a shoulder injury in last night's loss to Washington. A decision has not been made yet as to whether he, they will place him on the IR. Uh, he was injured in the fourth quarter on that play that involved a controversial non-call that sort of helped turn the tide of that game in Washington's favor. So the Eagles, it gets a little bit worse for them after that loss last night.
1: Watson, I thought Philly slept walk through quite a bit of that game last night they just sort of rolled it out there and said we're the undefeated eagles and we'll we'll figure it out well they didn't
2: no no that's two weeks in a row remember the texans they played around with too or maybe yeah. two of the last three i can't remember but yeah they slept walked through that one and won it at the end and this time they didn't turnovers they it, it start they had them some in the texans game they they, they got to get back to better football play because they're not that good. No. They're good, but they got to play good. good. They're not that good. And if they start thinking that, now they're fixing to get in trouble.
3: Last piece here, staying in the NFL. After Sunday's successful Buccaneers-Seahawks game in Germany, they're looking into extending its international games into other countries as well. The NFL head of the U.K. and Europe, Brett Gosper, recently told the AP that the league has France and Spain on their radar, right? Whatever.
1: Now. You know, I have, I don't have a very good attitude about this because what ends up happening is the league uses it to play these stupid 8 30 in the morning games where one week you've got to buy NF, you've got to buy ESPN plus. Then the next week you got to buy something else. Then the third week you got to buy something else. You know what? I'll go to church.
2: No, I don't like it either. Um, I, I, I every once in a while I go, but to try to expand now and get into these other countries, I'm just not this, this whole not far, I guess that. I'm, I'm behind the times, but I'm just not far that George, keep it right here in the good old United States of America. That's the way I feel about it. This whole concept
1: that they're going to create a team in Mexico city or oh,
3: that's, that's ridiculous. It,
1: it is, it is
3: stupid.
1: <laughs> Dumb.
3: Don't. How would that, how would that don't. even work out? I don't know. I don't know.
1: I mean, listen, these teams don't like going to these places to begin with. They don't speak very loudly about it because they're threatened, you know, with their with their paychecks if they do. But Watson, the players hate this.
2: No. And we all know what it is. It's money. Sure. It's all just about money and Take some of that money and stick two more offensive linemen and a third quarterback on the rosters, and quit sheepskating everything and and watching yourself. What's the position we're seeing, guys? I know we got to go, George, but what's the position we're seeing that looks dominated every week? Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Take, fix it, fix the problem, and no put kid. some more money and. And people in those positions—it's crazy to me.
1: Okay, let me tell people a little bit of what we have coming. Tony Basilio will join us in about three minutes. That right there is always good stuff. <laughs> then uh, we'll, after Tony, we'll get into a little bit of Watson's University of Tennessee analysis and find out where the ESPN playoff projector has them and others at this moment. At 5 o'clock, South Carolina play-by-play voice Todd Ellis will join us. Then we'll get Watson's eight best NFL teams at the moment. So stick around. We got a lot coming. This is Main Street Media Television.
0: Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty.
1: Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs, from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East, and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links.
2: I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer
1: crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We
6: have systems at work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time.
5: I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or
0: email eric.com at rockcastlewealth.com.
3: Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It is almost time for Tennessee Tuesday with Tony Basilio. It is powered by complete service heat and air as well as direct radon mitigation. So that's what we've got for Tony Basilio. Complete service heat and air. They do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call them at 615-797-3997. They serve Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Don't forget about direct radon mitigation. Have you ever heard of the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer. The only way to know is to test for it. Visit directradonmitigation.com to schedule a free estimate. And before we get to Tony, here's a few words on the presenting
7: sponsor, Complete Service. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have warm air throughout those cold winter months. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties.
1: Okay, before I bring Tony up, during the commercial break, if you're watching this live, uh, I got a chance to talk with Eli Gold for about two and a half, three minutes. Watson, he is dramatically improved, sounded way better on the phone. I am thrilled to be able to report that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We all miss him, man. We miss him. Icon in the business. We
1: miss him. No question. Okay, let's go to Knoxville. Let's say hello to Tony Basilio, who joins us with, what is that thing you have on?
6: It's my hat, man. I, I, uh, I was just playing a little music. I, I'm, you know, I'm looking kind of cool. Well,
1: I'm glad you think <laughs> that's so. What
6: Watson, that's what Watson told me. That's what see, Watson's giving me the thumbs up. So
3: there you go.
1: Well, I this mean,
6: what we're doing. I was, as get, long I was as picking my music there. I'm sorry.
1: As long as he approves. I mean, who else
2: is there?
6: Exactly. Hey, so, Tony,
2: just put up with him. Just put up with him. Just I, I handle him. You, all you got to do is handle him once a week. I got to handle him every
6: day. <laughs> so just You're put up prayer. with him. You're in my prayers, my man. You're in my prayers. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. Do you worry at all about South Carolina there at night?
6: I I worry about Todd Alice, who's joining you, who's a great player in his day, by the way. Very good yes. play-by-play guy. I don't know how you call that stuff. And I worry about Spencer Rattler. You know, if Spencer Rattler gets through the season, they ought to march him up to one of those award shows and give the guy an award. I I do not South Carolina can't score. Where where do these SEC teams come from? Watson shaking his head with me. These guys can not score their poor quarterback drops back to pass george and it looks like a jailbreak in somebody's backyard i mean this poor this poor rattler kid i feel for him i really do because that can't be fun watson you think that's you, know, you played that position watson you think that's fun to drop back to pass and know you're going to run for your life uh, i
2: can vividly tell you that ain't fun <laughs>
6: <No>. <laughs> that ain't fun and that's this kids reality listen South Carolina, you want a crazy number? This is their final SEC game. Okay, the year they've yet to have a lead change in a Southeastern Conference game, guys. This year. Now, George, you're a play-by-play guy. Let's do that again. They've yet to have a lead change. This, in other words, you score first on them; they're not scoring. It's over. It's over. We don't have lead changes.
1: Wow. Where did you find that?
6: that? Where did
1: you find that?
6: My producer brian hartman just digs all this granular stuff up and when he says it it's better than google better than google
1: take it to the bank and book yes
6: yes okay
1: uh has heupel caught any criticism about the touchdown at the end
6: by some um media folks some i guess some people locally were pretty critical of it I'm not because I realize they're in a competitive situation. Look, Ohio State had their first team quarterback in the game the other day. They threw a touchdown pass with seven and a half minutes left in a game against Indiana. That was over. USC is in a competitive situation. They kept their first team defense in against a dreadful Colorado team right till the last drop. They had their offense in the game. They threw eight passes in their last drive to score their last touchdown to cover a 35-point spread. So, I mean, if you're asking me personally, do I like it? Not really, but it's the box they have put these coaches in and they're all going for style points. I mean, it flies in the face of the football that we all grew up on, but it's the reality of the time and it's where we are.
1: Watson, take this and run with it and then go where you want. Aren't these committee guys smart enough to ignore that?
2: Well, they should. I... The style points ought to stop at a certain point to me, Tony. Yeah. Uh, Whether it's 52 or 66 shouldn't matter. I mean, and I really don't think it does to those guys. I think it's strength the schedule more than how Mm -hmm. bad you beat somebody. Mm -hmm. If you you beat LSU like Tennessee did bad or LSU beats Alabama in a very small piece, Mm -hmm. it's still a win and a loss. I mean, it's – And I look at my brother at North Carolina. They have not beaten, uh, and a lot of their fans are all upset. Why is North Carolina not getting more play? They haven't beaten a top 25 team. So it it, it, it just, you can't, I think
6: it's strength of schedule is the number one thing, not how bad you beat somebody. But, But you know what, guys? Why don't they come out and say that? If you come out and say that, you make the sport better, right? I mean, because now what you have is, is gonna make an example of South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Till some till somebody tells these guys otherwise. Yeah. You put them in a spot where they've got to make an example of people. You know, and you know, that's, Tony, that's a, that's a great, great point, point right? but they don't, right? that's a great point, but they don't have the courage to do that. There
2: you go. <laughs> they're not gonna do that because they don't want to put themselves up against the wall and then come back to home them. So There's they're the truth. sit there real quiet, be, yeah. be measly mouth, don't say a yeah. word. And then pop something out at the end. But that leads to me, Tony, to where this thing sits. TCU better than I thought. Very good. I, I, But TCU still has to play three tough games. Mm-hmm. Three. They mm-hmm. got Baylor, they got Iowa State, and they got a championship game. Mm-hmm. And that's not, none of those three are going to be easy. And Tennessee's sitting there playing South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Right, the two, to probably the two bottom teams right now. If Kentucky's not worked their way there, right, the two of the bottom teams in the SEC. So, and they're on the road, but that doesn't matter. I mean, when they come to Nashville, they're going to be uh, it's going to be full of orange uh, for that game. So it's not an away game for them. Mm-hmm. So I still think Tennessee's in the catbird seat here. The only thing that scares me is if Michigan were to beat Ohio State would that knock Ohio state below Tennessee? I'm not Uh,
6: sure it would. That's the one thing that I get a little nervous about for Tennessee. Tony, George, you're kind of a numbers guy and, and I'm, I'm not okay. But, but what I would love to know is what's your criteria. Cause what this playoff committee does from week to week is they just float around and they're whimsical.
1: Oh, they make up who knows, Uh. who
6: knows what they're going to do guys. I mean, they first of all, they don't have a formula like basketball. Those basketball guys sit in a room and they go, "Okay, here's our formula. We follow Ken Palm. We follow this. We follow that." It was RPI back in the day? Whatever it is, at least it's a formula. These guys go one week TCU's seven. The next week we put them at four because they're playing Texas on national television. The reason we said they were seven hadn't changed in a week. They haven't played anybody. And I'm look. I'm not. I'm not saying that TCU doesn't belong in there. But to your point, Watson, when I watch the Big Ten and I look at their teams, and you look at their teams, and George looks at their teams, and the people viewing us look at their teams, I mean, ask yourself a question. I think the Big Twelve is a better league than than the uh, than the. Oh, big Ten this t- year.
2: I think, I think it's think just
6: good quality football being played in the Big. You just you rattled off the, the schedule. Listen, you you won at your TCU. You won at Texas. You go and you beat Baylor this weekend, who's pretty good. You uh, beat that Iowa State team, who's always well-coached, who's pretty good. And then you beat Kansas State in your uh, championship game. You're playing in it. Yeah, k pretty to a good. Playoff. You're going to get to a playoff. So now we're in this Big Ten deal. And you're right, Watson. All year, Ohio State has just been... Seated, gifted, whatever the word is, because they don't look like a number two team in America. They kind of just sort of slog around because the truth is they're not challenged in their league. Penn State's okay, but Penn State, they haven't beaten anybody. You know why? Because there's nobody in their league to beat. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> weird to say that. And, and, and look, I don't want to sound, um, you know, Southern fanboy football Homer-ish, but it's just the truth. The problem is, though, those leagues draw eyeballs, and we all know that. And this is a made-for-TV event here, so that committee is liable to do anything they want to do here in a couple weeks, guys. They're, and they're liable to do anything.
2: Well, and and throw the ACC in that, Tony, too. They can't. They can't move up. They're frustrated. Yep. But there's nobody to beat in their league. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. You can You got nobody that you can beat to bump you up. Right. And yet the top two teams my brother being one of them both lost to Notre Dame right. when I don't think they were even ranked on either when either one of them played them. Right. So this whole thing is unbelievable. And I still think there is a shot for Alabama. I swear. <laughs> I think there's a shot. You, I will kill you with that statement. I know. I just, I, I hurt you. I just stabbed you in the back. Tell us but, what it is. What, what, what uh, is your route? Well, LSU is not beating Georgia. So they're out. That's three losses. LSU's out. They're not going to make it. So if, if Southern Cal, who's, I don't, not sure they'll beat UCLA this weekend at UCLA and then they play play Notre Dame. And so I'm, and then they probably going to play Utah again. If they lose one more, they're out. Mm -hmm. So that's a very strong possibility. Clemson or North Carolina could win, but neither one of them were in front of Alabama. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Alabama with two losses could very well end up really in the fight to get in this thing again if TCU loses. If TCU doesn't lose, it don't go past five teams. It won't go past the five that are there now. Either Michigan, Tennessee, and then if there was a second one, Michigan would get in. Now, if TCU loses now, and Michigan's going to lose now, there's two spots. So look hey, out! Now I'm telling you, this thing's crazy. Uh, but hey, George, you I love don't even count Alabama out just yet.
6: I love Watson, but. He's lost it on this one. Yeah, you need to reach out to some family members. We need to intervene. <laughs> I, get his car keys. Hey, get his keys away from him. I'm just talking got, about Watson. Come on. I man. just got booed
2: big time in Knoxville bringing that one up. That's but, like, I want you to bring it up on Friday.
6: No, I'm no, not bringing it up. No, no, like, we're not, I no I'm not no, doing we're it. Not bringing that up. It'd be
1: That's the last time he is. ever has you on. That
6: well, would do I'll tell, it, wouldn't it? I tell you what's funny about this playoff, guys, which you'll, which you both will appreciate. Is that being in these parts for a while watching Ole Miss and Alabama play the other day people are telling me that we have to cheer for Alabama, you know, in that Alabama Ole Miss game. And I'm saying in real time on our Garza law fifth quarter fan reaction program that we do. I say no, I don't care whether it benefits Tennessee or not. I don't care. You know, you're not doing that to me. I'm not going to root for Alabama in anything. I don't care what it means. I don't care if it helps the strength of schedule. It's kind of like Vanderbilt beating Kentucky. I mean, we took great glee in that here because it's very comical. Kentucky thought they were going to a playoff this year, guys. They're going to lose five games. No. They're going to lose five games. I don't know. Who's I, I will. I will.
2: I will say this yeah. though, Tony, to to give you a little fresh breath of fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> I truly don't think it goes past Michigan. I right. think it's TCU three if they went out in Tennessee four. If TCUs is, it's going to be Tennessee three and Michigan right. four. I don't think it goes past Michigan, guys. I but really Watson,
1: don't. When you said that, it sounded like a commercial for Tad Pride. Oh,
6: well, I don't who's that. Ne- who,
1: if Southern Cal <laughs> loses, who's
6: next on the board? Don't do that. Who's next on the North Carolina. I want anybody. Don't put Alabama in that freaking playoff. Watson. Don't do that to me. Alabama is done. They're gone. Don't do that. But you know, guys, the other thing is going to be real interesting. So, so let's say you get to that and you start moving these chess pieces around. There's only a few of them, but let's say that you get to a spot where it becomes the two big 10 teams, the two sec teams. Do they play them? Do they match it so that they play each other in the first round? They do, can't they do work. That. Why? I they're supposed to go by seeding. Period. Yeah. I know you just seed them. Who cares?
2: You see again, them again, and if no they follow that way they play if they don't they don't.
6: But there's no criteria.
1: he's well, no bringing criteria. up a really interesting point. Does a committee sit there and say in that yeah. room, okay, yeah. nobody can say this, but we're going to move them a different way? It's a How do you that
2: when you but you can't Public Why? eye wouldn't let you. They've been seated like this all the way through. And then in the last week, you just switch everybody.
6: You can't do that. Well, No, they always move them? them around, though. They always huh? move them, though. They move them. They, they've done that before where they'll move them. Not move really. Them match up. Sure. Not really.
2: Here in the recent weeks, it's been pretty definitely right where it's sitting.
6: Well, this t- th- tonight, Tennessee will be sitting there at five again. Yeah. But if TCU gets beat, and Michigan and Ohio State play each other close, they could justify putting those two teams two and three, Tennessee and and Georgia one and four, four. just to make the different leagues have a Big Ten uh, SEC final, because people have SEC fatigue. There's a lot of, if there's an SEC, all SEC final, you know that college football fans will be, oh man, that's freaking SEC again. Oh. Well, I, now if it
2: works that way, there, yeah. th- I, that would be a possibility. But if it stays in uniform, I don't, I just don't see it. Right? I How don't
6: about see if LSU goes? Do,
2: th- do you really believe? Do you really believe, Tony? Because Michigan doesn't play anybody left but Ohio State no. either. No. Do you really believe Tennessee stays in front of Michigan when Michigan loses?
6: I don't, I don't know what those guys are going to do. I, I think they you, do. I don't believe they're, in them. I don't believe in Their track record's real. better. Who's Michigan beat? Nobody. Nobody.
2: So Nobody. Tennessee's going to stay. I'm telling you strongly, so Tennessee third. stays in front of Michigan. So if they third. lose to Ohio State, Michigan ain't beat anybody. They have not beat. They beat Penn State, who's mid-ranked, right? Yeah. I mean, 14, 15, somewhere in there. That's yeah. it. They're not going to beat anybody. So the, Tennessee not, is yeah. going to stay in front of Michigan. Michigan's the one that better hope TCU gets beat. You know what's weird, guys? They're the ones that better hope Tennessee uh, TCU gets beat.
6: That Georgia team looks bored unless they're playing like somebody that's got a great team in front of them. They looked bored last week. They did it again. What if, what if Georgia goes into that championship game knowing that they're going to the finals? They know they're going to the finals. They know they're better than everybody else. What if they sleepwalk through that game? I mean, Uh, they don't need that game to go to a playoff. Think about this for a second. They don't need that game to go to a playoff. Either way. So what if LSU upsets them? What does a committee do then? They take LSU. They take Tennessee. Are you not going to take the conference champion? I I think. think about that for a second. That's going to be a total mess. You better quit
2: talking that stuff because that might knock the orange out. That's
6: what I'm saying. I mean, and that's the thing, you know. I'm telling you, that might get them. And I don't. Cause I'm telling you that LSU team, they're a different animal right now. And Georgia, unless they're playing an elite team, they just look, I mean, they looked uninterested last week with, um, now they beat them. They beat that Mississippi state team, but they look,
1: they did the same thing at Missouri. And that's yeah, when I look, started thinking that boredom thought they that you bored.
6: Thinking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah they they do. know. Yeah.
1: So are you going to ask Watson about Alabama Friday?
6: <laughs> no. I, no. We're gonna stay away from that. We're, you know what we're gonna do? George? We're gonna pretend like this didn't happen. Really? Yeah, we're gonna. So, so has this, this been omitted, you, omitted from the record?
1: You've had Watson way up here on this pedestal. What yes. did this Alabama thing do?
6: Everybody is entitled to, to one uh, mistake. I right? take an odd take every once in a while. You know, I just everybody's <laughs> entitled to one mistake. That's right, but, but he's. <laughs>
3: He's not called you, Confucius anymore. No,
6: he still yeah. is. I quote him. I, I You can't believe. I'll tell you what. Watson Brown knows his stuff. I mean, he, there are people that know their stuff, and there are people that know their stuff. This guy texts me the other night during the game. He goes, they're done. Like, Tennessee, That it was 28-24. Tennessee scored quickly, and he was like, here comes a run. And, and once the Vols... I'll tell you this, Heupel guy. That play they ran, where they got their wide receiver. They Let's look at it in the backfield. They hit it's him. the
2: hey guys, it's the Bumaruski. Yeah, look at the pass.
6: Look how pretty that is. And it's not the Bummeruski wide open. But Bru McCoy and him are running wide open and against a good defense, and the game's over there. It's 28-24 right there. That game is over at that point.
1: The closest defender is in South Carolina.
6: It's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of South Carolina guys, they have two true freshmen playing in their secondary this weekend that got confused playing against Florida. Guys, that is not a recipe for success this weekend. That is not going to be fun. There's no way
3: they
2: score enough points to win that game no way south carolina can saying, not a score no points
6: anything can happen but there's no way they have no chance no.
3: speaking of the south carolina game tony tennessee is making the debut of the orange helmets on saturday i don't know if you if you've heard about that yet that is official tennessee football twitter
6: yeah they've talked about it all year about the orange helmets look i'm i grew up a philadelphia flyers fan so watching the broad street bullies back in the 70s so if you want to go out looking like the Philadelphia Flyers, more power to you. So I got no problem with that. A little orange, a little black. I got no okay. problem with that.
1: End but. this by telling people when this game is over around yeah. 11 o'clock your time. Yeah. Then what happens?
6: Well, it's worse than that. See, because if you can see how weathered and worn I look right now, there's a reason for this. Tonight, when they announce. Tennessee's name on ESPN, I'll be on here right in this studio uh, doing a call-in show that'll be heard by, I mean, thousands of people, and these people are sick. But look, we haven't been in this spot as a fan base in forever. So in my position, why not enjoy it? You know, why not really enjoy this? So we're savoring every minute of it. So tonight we're going to do what we're calling a playoff supercast reveal. We get a panel in here. We talk about it, take some calls. Have some fun. Talk about how we don't trust the committee. Tomorrow night, we're doing a basketball postgame show after the uh, Florida Gulf Coast game. And then Saturday, as soon as the game ends, it all happens over at tclub.team. But we're on here doing postgame stuff all year, year, George. And that's why I look the way I do. This is not an act. (laughs) Where's your I vote piece? You've lost your I vote piece on your hand. Well, it it fell off somewhere along the way. (laughs)
1: Yeah, didn't have enough stick 'em. No. Tony, thank you as always. Hey, this is great stuff.
6: Yeah, see you, glad. Tony. Thanks for coming thank on, man. Thank you. thank you.
1: Watson, I think you lost him though on that Alabama thing. Yeah, that
6: that
2: was that was tough. You yeah. see what I'm saying though? Yeah. But the, uh, w- would Clemson pass Alabama if they beat North Carolina? That's a great question. That's what I'd like to know. What would would that do? Well, would they pass Alabama?
1: Get ready because after the break we're going to show the ESPN playoff projector. Okay. And there's one in there that I cannot figure at all. Let's see if we uh let's see if we agree when we come back. This is Main Street Media Television.
3: For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donley, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects
0: by logging on to DonleyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics we pride ourselves in providing access innovation and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full service treatments with a customer experience that is calming casual and effective. Independently owned. Providing medical, surgical, pediatric and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797- 3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williams counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit duretradonmitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's duretradonmitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome.
1: get right into it let's take a look at ESPN's what they call their playoff projector and Watson help me to understand why Clemson has virtually the same percentage as TCU I don't get that
2: no I don't, I don't I, the only thing I can figure with that is they when they do this it's who you got left to play and they may be saying TCU's got three toughies, and if they lose one, then they're gonna they're gonna drop out. That's probably what they mean by that.
1: Uh you see the rest of it where Ohio yeah, they've already got to-
2: Clemson above Alabama, even though in the rankings that were last week, Alabama was in front of Clemson. Right. I'm anxious to see tonight if that stays that way. And I'm not they sure have- Southern Cal won't jump both of those, wouldn't you think?
1: Yeah, you would think so. Take a look at LSU, a 1-in-20 chance. Who? LSU, a 1-in-20 chance.
2: saying they got a 1-in-20 chance of beating Georgia. (laughs) That's what that's saying. (laughs) They're probably right about that. (laughs) When
1: you watched on Saturday, when it got to 28-24, did that send up any warning signals to you? 28-24 28-24
2: with who?
1: With Missouri.
2: Missouri. I, yeah, I've got I've got issues. Tennessee's defense is, is we thought they were getting better. The last couple of weeks, George, they've been very good. And Tennessee is I mean, I was what I was gonna bring up today, but we just never got to it with Tony. That Tennessee just got if I'm Tennessee the rest of the way, man, I go as fast as I can go. They got to score points, whether it's Vanderbilt or it's it's Ohio State in the first round of the playoffs, they, they've got to score points. Tennessee's going to give up points the rest of the way. They're just not very good on defense. And uh, their secondary is still struggling pretty good.
1: When we saw them against Kentucky, it did look like their defense was, was making some leaps. Yeah, what do you think has gone on in the regression?
2: Well, they played a really good Georgia offense and got exposed. And then this past week, I didn't think they – that's the first time I've seen a piece of the Tennessee team really not look ready to play. Now, I'd like to think South Carolina, they'll come back and be a little bit more into it. But I thought that they just weren't into it. And and a running quarterbacks seem to bother them. They, they get loose on the Tennessee defense a lot. And that kid from Missouri hurt them the other day. They made Missouri made some nice plays. Missouri's a team – it's hard to figure I and mean, the one the next week. They're not anything and their defense has been pretty good all year, but their offenses, which one shows, uh, but I'm worried about Tennessee's defense, George. I, 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 I really thought they were getting better. Now. I think Tennessee cannot have a bad game when they start playing the big boys. And I think they will, I think they'll get in the final four here, but, um, uh, I'm worried about their defense that they can go very far when they start playing these good teams.
1: Watson. let, Let me go back to Ohio state, Michigan. Yeah. Isn't Ohio state. If they lose that game, the more likely to get knocked out because they're the home team.
2: Yeah, maybe, but their, their name and their, I still think they, that don't go away. Um, who is it that Alabama has beat that would have them still up there that high? Who have they beat? They beat Texas, but Texas has proven to be, I right. mean, TCU embarrassed Texas. That's that, that game. Scores was nowhere
1: nowhere near what it really was.
2: No, no. And, and so I, I still think that name recognition hangs around too far. So if Ohio state loses, I don't see either one of them getting in front of Tennessee, the loser of that game. But do you see that they've got Michigan with a higher percent to get in than Tennessee? Explain that one to me.
1: Yeah, well, go back to that, Billy, if you can. That thing.
2: Why would Michigan have a better chance than Tennessee? Tennessee's got to play South Carolina and Vanderbilt, for God's sakes. Michigan's got to go to Ohio State. How could you say? Are they saying, even if Michigan loses, we're going to put them in front of Tennessee?
3: That scares me if that's the case. Yeah, that, I don't believe that, that. That might be what they're pointing to a little bit, Watson. Ooh,
2: I don't see that. Who've, who's Michigan beat? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, seriously, guys, they've beaten one Penn team
3: State. ranked. I think. Penn State's their the best win. The Penn State. Has- the committee has this love affair with both Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, and I I'm can
2: thinking, kind of see the 32% with TCU because of, they have the toughest schedule left of right. anybody on that board. They have the toughest schedule of the top five. And uh, that, but,
1: said, that said, Watson, a week ago I thought they had no chance, but they got my attention Saturday night.
2: Don't you think they for sure go to the championship game and have to beat Kansas State on a neutral field? They're going to win that, the
1: next. Two. And that will be hard.
2: That's going to be the toughie right there. Yeah, With that kind he, of pressure they, on them. Kansas State's pretty dead gum good yeah,
1: now. They went to Baylor Saturday night and beat the fool out of Baylor.
2: Yep. Yeah. So uh, it, it's, it's really going to get interesting. But can you all see? And the only way, doesn't it? The only way this gets past these top five is if LSU beats Georgia in the championship game.
1: Yeah, I think you could take the first column on the left.
2: And it's coming out of that. Other than LSU beating Georgia, and then somebody's falling because Georgia's going to get in either way. Yeah. Georgia gets in.
1: Let's do this. We'll go to the break. Then we've got stat of the day coming, a visit with South Carolina play-by-play voice Todd Ellis. I think you'll find that very interesting. And then Watson's top eight in the NFL. Are the Titans in there or are they not? This is Main Street Media Television.
8: was critically injured following a crash early Friday morning. Officers at the scene said the victim was driving a pickup truck when he lost control of the vehicle. The pickup veered left and went into a ditch. A front seat passenger was wearing a seatbelt and escaped the crash without injury. The driver was not wearing a seatbelt and was ejected from the truck. He died at the scene. Law enforcement writes tickets to save lives.
1: Hit After Hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a Hit Tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night.
8: This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. After sunset, come see more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. All new designs, including mythical beasts, fantastical North Pole Village, even a dragon soaring over your head. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo, bigger, brighter, and better than ever.
1: When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions, They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com.
7: Christmas for Kids is back at the Ryman this November 21st. Christmas for Kids provides children with shopping sprees, coats, and unforgettable experiences every year. This annual fundraising concert helps bring that experience to more kids. This year is hosted by Phil Vassar and includes Chris Young, The Frontman, which is Richie McDonald, formerly of Lone Star, Larry Stewart of Restless Heart, Tim Rushlow, formerly of Little Texas, Essex County, and a whole lot more. Christmas for Kids, November 21st. To purchase tickets, go right now to Rival.com.
6: Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John
3: English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee.
5: We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA-graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles... Baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy
6: to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster.
3: Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It is now time for Stat of the Day, powered by John English Antique Sports and Cards over in Shelbyville. They've got memorabilia, trading cards, antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, so many other sport-related items as well Uh, for all ages. It's John English Sports and Cards. Tuesdays through Fridays is when they're open, noon to 5 o'clock, and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5 you can also find them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Don't forget about Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Call Eric at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. Okay, let's check out what Michael's got for us today. It's about uh, the NFL. Which current starting NFL quarterback is 10-2 and and starts without throwing a touchdown pass? That's
1: this a, is a needle in a haystack.
2: Now this is getting a little crazy here. He's yeah. ten and two now,
3: so that's part of last year. Yeah, I'm guessing that that dips into We're last. Going back year. Into well, last
1: hold season. Hold on, it says is ten and two and starts without throwing a touchdown pass. That could go several. Years. You go back three seasons.
2: Yeah. sure could. Holy cow!
1: I don't even. No, I, I don't even begin to try. We can't even talk about that one, George. Uh, you know what? I'll throw a, a wild card out there. Jimmy Garoppolo wins a lot.
9: Wow.
2: Talk, is Michael giving you these answers? Yeah, I have to. No, he is not.
3: Sometimes I feel like Michael might uh, be sneaking no. him a text every now no. and then.
2: Stop. <laughs>
1: Can I not at least enjoy a moment of pulling one out of my rear end
3: without that? I don't know how in the world you got that.
1: Well, think about it. I mean, look, not that it was necessarily going to come up this way, but they run the fool out of the ball. They win a ton. His winning percentage is a lot better than his popularity uh, in the Bay Area. So I don't know took a stab it turned out right. Watson, what were you going to say? Were you, did you have
2: any, I don't have one. I, that's too far back for me. Lord, my, my old mind doesn't, I can't go back that far. Um, but that doesn't say that, that it's 10 and two without throwing a touchdown pass, right? Yes. But that doesn't talk about, there's a lot of losses also in that. So that's why it's hard to do this. Yeah. That was a tough He's one. Not 10 and two in his last 12 games.
1: That didn't say that.
2: Doesn't say that. That's what I'm saying.
1: That's that's what makes it hard.
2: Yeah, that's what makes it really hard, this one to me. Congratulations.
3: Would you like I'll to me you credit, Even though
2: I think Billy and I got question marks if you didn't know. Oh, you text. know what?
1: Yeah. I, I don't appreciate this. I, I can you're, tell you don't. You're questioning my integrity.
3: Uh, I'll check with Michael tonight and uh,
1: you do that
3: and I'll make sure you're you aware just that, do that. that George did not cheat today. Fine, once. you just
1: do that. You won't be back tomorrow. <laughs> what, what time is it?
3: It's 5 o'clock somewhere, George. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. And uh, the 5 Thank o'clock you, Jimmy. hour is powered by MTBJ, Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic. They combine state of the art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere. Whether you've got a sports injury, a sprained ankle, or major joint replacement, they have the staff training and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Visit them on the web at mtbj.net for more information.
1: Okay. As all of you know, Tennessee and South Carolina play Saturday night at Williams Bryce Stadium. One thing about South Carolina, they have one of the most rabid fan bases. For return on investment than any team in the country. The two times I've been over there, I've been amazed at the level of loyalty their fan base has. Earlier today, I caught up with former GameCock quarterback and now current play-by-play voice Todd Ellis. Let's listen in. First of all, thanks for taking the time to do this on short notice. Kind of tell me where you think South Carolina is right now. And I asked that question because some weeks i'm a believer and then other times i go away going i'm not sure well your
10: reaction is not unlike a lot of people around here that either follow it as closely as i do or uh, that are just general fans and that is you can tell that everything is difficult everything is a grind uh, what you're seeing is some games in which that grind results in good play, three phases of the football team uh, executing and finding some way to win. And in other weeks, man, Missouri this this year, certainly Florida as well, um, down in the swamp a week ago, it, it just looked bad. And I think that, George, is the result of having a fine program, taking steps forward, but not being quite ready for prime time, uh, with regard to the elite or even teams that just have a really good day against you in the Southeastern
1: conference. Todd, how much different might it have been if they had beaten Missouri? Because it seemed at that point that that was the, Hey, if they win this one, man, they're off to the races. In 1988, not to reflect back on my career, but there's something similar in 1988,
10: George We had a pretty good team that was, I think, five and one at the time we go to Georgia Tech and they walked the dog on us. And what happened was I think they figured out we were only doing a few things well. Let's try to stop those few things. And we did not have as many answers. I think we've been coaching our way around a few things this year, dating back to this year now. I think we've been covering up some weaknesses. And frankly, of course, we've been delicate with regard to our depth. And those things showed through with regard to Missouri and Eli Drinkwitz. You can say what you want about him one way or the other. Uh, but he has outcoached the Gamecocks in the last couple of years. And I thought he had a great plan that night and they were aggressive and came after us and then did just enough on offense to to really take the ball game. So you're, I think it was a turning point. I also think it was a point in which people are starting to realize we may be limited
1: on how we can attack you. Todd, I may be asking almost the exact same question about Spencer Rattler. There are times I see him, like against Vandy, where I'm like, wow, really strong arm, got some tools. And then there are other times where I just sort of say, I don't see it. I, help me with that. You're a former quarterback. Where do you think he is right now? Well, I can tell you, George, from a skill
10: set, skill standpoint, he absolutely has it all. He is never off balance. He's got a big time arm. He can make all of the throws. He's athletic enough to get away from that first rusher and slide. Um, But, you know, as I like to say, he's got some of the Todd Ellis disease in him, too. He's never seen a window he didn't think he could throw into. And I think he's pressed some. And part of the reasons you press is because you think, unless I don't, I do it, no one's gonna do it. And they've talked to him about that. I think as of lately, he's made better judgment plays in that regard. And then the final thing, which I think is the dominant thing, George, we just haven't helped him enough. With Marshawn Lloyd being out, really not peaking to the third game when we had him going, I don't think we're giving him enough help on offense uh, to let his true skill set shine through but you know you and I both know quarterbacks get too much credit and too much blame and I think during our downtimes, he's gotten way
1: too much blame way too much blame how much scar tissue did South Carolina have to get through from his Oklahoma days because I thought he got treated pretty shabbily at the end well it didn't
10: show I, I would agree with you I think that anybody coming off that thing being the top five or number one recruit in the country quarterback wise when he went to oklahoma then having that outstanding season everybody uh posturing him as a heisman trophy candidate and then having your job taken away uh would hurt anyone no matter how mature they were but i i kept an eye on that as soon as he got to campus and what you might think bitterness you know self major self doubt uh maybe Uh, too big of a head coming in here. I'm better than you kind of thing was not the case. He took it like a young quarterback coming to the program, trying to win hearts and minds of his teammates. And I I think he's done that. I don't think, uh, listen, Luke Doty, our backup, I got a lot of respect for him. I think he's got a future. I don't think anybody on that team right now would tell you that Spencer should not be the guy and should not be the one playing. Um, he, He can if we will play well around him, he can get us the wins. And and frankly, in some of the cases this year, he's done so. But I'm I'm with you. He's had some up and down games. But normally, if you look at those games, that's just, those are just games, George, we played, we were just bad on offense altogether.
2: Yeah.
1: Todd, we had Shane Beamer on earlier this year, back before the season started. He's a very likable person. Uh, I came away saying, you know, I – He's somebody I'm rooting for. How do the fans feel about him? Well, I can tell you uh, he has endeared himself to the fan
10: base. Number one, he's, as you probably just alluded to, but he's incredibly personal. Uh, A lot of these coaches, whether it's the years they've been in the game or they just don't have it in their skill set, they can have this wall up uh, that does not do well in small settings and even midsize settings. Uh, it really doesn't, I've been around a bunch of them. They were generally nice guys. You got to know them and there's a trust factor there, but Shane immediately can engage with any group. I, he's a lot like Bobby Bowden was back in the day. He can go into the living rooms of America and recruit your mom and the son and everybody else who's at the family around. Uh, And he can go into the corporate boardrooms or big donors and and be impressive as well. And it's genuine. Um, That's the word I hear most. He's a genuine guy, which I agree with and know him to be. And the other one is this. He doesn't get this credit. He's pretty dang tough on his coaches and he's meticulous. And that's a rare combination. Uh, I like a lot of these guys, great X's and O's teach the heck out of it out there, but you put them in the setting where they've got to deal with it. what we know everybody has to deal with now as a head coach, it's, they're not in their comfort zone. I think, I think Shane has both those major traits needed, which means I think he's got a really good chance of being successful at South Carolina.
1: Let's get to Saturday when they take on Tennessee, and obviously in this area, there's a lot of excitement for what they've done. As a former quarterback, when you watch Heupel and what it is they're doing, is there some secret sauce he's found that has got defensive coordinators scrambling? Yeah. I,
10: well, well, first of all, I, I've said it before, and I'm not. There's no news, no new news here. Uh, Hooker's my favorite player in the league right now, and he and he earned it really when he started playing at Tennessee, and I got to watch him for any length of time. He, I know he's mature. I, I know that uh, he's uh, been around the game a while, but he's the best in the league in the pocket as it's collapsing. He has the poise. <laughs> I, I don't even know what. Not a quarterback, I can tell you that. He, he, <laughs> he is a, a veteran politician sitting there having uh, questions fired at him about one thing or another. and It is just deflecting him. So there's the poise issue. There's a toughness issue and then he has this capability and then the absolute i'm gonna drop dimes on you with the deep ball or the screen and you put all those things together and i think that's one of the secret sauces i'm not saying josh Hyper can't duplicate this I, i i'm telling you he's special the next thing is that they do is that they realize you know what these offenses now for the last 20 years have not been taking advantage of the fact that we play 53 yards and more from sideline to sideline. Yeah, I'm going to spread you out and I'm going to put my wide receivers not in the normal uh, stances, not in their normal line alignments. And I'm going to dare you to not go out there and play them with your uh, exterior people. And if you don't go out there, I'm going to throw a wide receiver screen on you. And then I'm going to double move you to go and make plays down the field. If you go out there, I'm gonna run the football with my quarterback and my running backs. And it's simple. I think it takes brains and play calling, it still does. And then Hooker's the difference too, because you know everybody now is playing like we do. We have these big, tall corners. We're putting them out there on an island. We're either trying to get to the quarterback to disrupt him or we're going to cover you down the field and try to knock the ball away. You're going to get some big plays occasionally, certainly a penalty here and there, but it's going to be tough to run in that box. And I think Tennessee's, they have a secret sauce
1: for uh, attacking that type of defense. So in a copycat world, next season, am I going to see a bunch of other teams with those receivers almost on the sideline the way Tennessee's doing it? I'm frankly shocked you didn't see it this year, as productive as they were.
10: They were not a mediocre team last year, don't get me wrong, but they weren't in the upper echelons overall, I don't think. Now they've got a lot of the same players back, but they got this thing down, and they are in the upper echelon. I'm surprised still with the success, more of it doesn't come on. And there are elements that coaches do to that. Um, uh, Lane Kiffin, certainly, I'm not saying he's being a copycat, but he's had elements to his offense that are very similar to this as well. Um, and, of course, there's not a lot of Jalen Hyatt's in the world. <laughs> you got to duplicate those guys on the outside, and Cedric Tillman. But you're right. You get your two big wide receivers, and that quarterback will stand in the pocket only four and a half yards deep and throw the ball like he does.
1: Uh, people are going to try it. They really are. So because it's in Columbia – you kind of give South Carolina a puncher's chance of making this interesting where on maybe a neutral site or at Neeland Stadium this year probably not so. Give me give me in your mind the formula where this game gets into the fourth quarter and it's still up for grabs. Great question. Of course if I knew that exactly
10: you'd be down there coaching i was going to say they'd be paying me the big bucks to do it rather than just calling out the plays but i do have a formula here's a stat i'll knock you on your teeth In our losses this year we've been outscored 49 to 3 in the first quarter we do not if we don't start well we're not in the ball games that's not to say we don't score in the second half george but having said that it becomes out of reach with our overall ability to score enough points because of our personnel or the matchups that are out there. But there is a formula that we get even a – not even a break, but we get a long ball, we have a nice drive to start, and we get up seven to ten points. It will be a ball game. I do believe that because Waves Bryce still aches for exciting nighttime games in the Southeastern Conference. And if that gets going in the first quarter, even Tennessee, even Hennon Hooker and that crowd
1: will find it a difficult place to do. But if we don't start well, it's not going to go well. Hey, I really appreciate your taking the time to do this. I knew it'd be a great interview, and it was. Todd, thanks for the visit. George, great to be with you as always. South Carolina, play-by-play voice, Todd Ellis. I almost called him just the quarterback, but uh, it's safer upstairs, isn't it? That's right. It definitely is. Either way, he has joined us on the show. We'll go to the break. Watson Brown will rejoin us, and we'll talk the top eight teams in the NFL, according to his prognostications. This is Main Street Media Television.
0: Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty.
1: Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs, from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East, and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links.
2: I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes.
1: Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time.
5: I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric.com at rockcastlewealth.com.
1: Love it. We've gone deep into the uh, into the music library to pull that one out. By the way, if you're watching this show live at the moment, late word out of New York, Anthony Rizzo remains a Yankee. Going to re-sign with him.
3: That means a happy Terry.
1: Yeah, it should because he's perfect for that park. Small right field fence.
3: Yeah, that'd be dumb. Deadpool
1: not, hitter, yeah.
3: Not to keep him.
1: Yeah. Okay, Watson, I don't know why I picked out the number eight, but I want you to kind of lay out who you think at this moment are the top eight teams in the National Football League, and let's start with the Titans. What does that say about the league right now that Tennessee, with virtually no ability to throw, is in the top eight?
2: Well, I don't know that other people would have them in the top eight, to tell you the truth. I think if you looked at other, I think ESPNs that I saw somewhere, maybe it was early this week. I don't know when the last time I saw it, but Tennessee was like 11, 12, 13th. Yeah. I got them in the top eight because I know they're going to be there at the end. That's There's no way they're losing the division. They're going to be there at the end, and they're different than any one of these teams on this screen in that there you have to play them different and i think a one game deal when you've got to completely change your defensive thought process in that game is a tough out for somebody with pressure of winning in the playoffs so and and i go i still say the best running back that nobody wants to tackle and the best punter in the league so and the best defensive line, I think, in depth and playmakers in the league. So they've got three pieces that are better than anybody else's. I think they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Would you
1: not admit, though, that there have been teams that have handled their front four, and when they've not gotten pressure, especially early in the year, they were screwed?
2: Yeah, but not recently –
1: is that more that they've gotten better or more that they're not playing anybody?
2: A little of both. But they did pressure Mahomes now. We didn't pressure um uh, Josh Allen in game two at all. They, they, he just had a field day that back there. But since that game, we've been a lot different up front and and we did pressure Mahomes, even though they still passed for nearly four hundred yards, I think three hundred and something. So Um, But I I still say, George, I'm not sure any one of the seven would want to play Tennessee style with that big 22 sitting back there. Right. Knowing we've got the great punter that they know they're going to have to go long distances and we shorten games that you don't get the number of plays uh, when, when we're when we're playing our game. The game is a lot shorter. The scores are lower, but Tennessee don't care. They don't care if they beat you 17-13. And uh, so I just think I put them eight because I just think they're different than any of the other seven in front of them in the way they play.
1: Are we supposed to believe that Tampa Bay has just snapped their finger, scored a touchdown against the Rams at the end, where who knows what the Rams were doing defensively, and now all of a sudden everything's fixed? And Julio is, you know, for the first time in three years coming out of witness protection and actually (laughs) contributed on Sunday. I couldn't believe it.
2: Yeah, you Uh you may not agree with this one, but I put it seven just for the same exact reason of Tennessee. They're going to win the division. The division's awful. Right. The Saints are bad. The Falcons are bad. Charlotte's bad. I mean, Carolina's bad. The 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 divisions just like the two worst divisions, these two are in. They're gonna play, and anytime you got Tom Brady when he gets down to one game deals, when you just okay, we win one, then we gotta win another one. I can't go against him till he tells me not to, and he's still making plays. That win that when they came back and beat, who was it they beat with Bears? No, who was it? The Rams. The Rams. The Rams, when they, he came back in 55 seconds, you've got to go 70 yards, no timeouts, pulls it off. I mean, I don't know if another quarterback in the league could have done that. And I think their defense is slowly starting to get healthy and get better. They've been banged up a bunch. Now, they've lost a lot of people. I don't think they'll win it this year. I do put them in the top eight.
1: Buffalo is a team that is number six in your deal, but truthfully at the end could be number one. Yeah. Watson, are they ever going to be good enough on defense though, for me to buy that number one thought?
2: The defensive line is close to Tennessee's. Um, they're going to outscore you to beat you. They're, they have been, they're so beat up. They're not even close to the team that played the Titans back in week two. Now if they get all those back and what I read is they will as this year goes on Uh and Josh Allen gets healthy as the year goes on, I think they'll be there at the end because you got to outscore them. They're going to score points. What'd they lose? 33, 30 in this last one. I mean, they're going to score points and uh, they do have a really good defensive front. And uh, I'm not sure they'll win it all because their defense might not be good enough and their running game might not be good enough. But they're going to score points. You better be ready to – when you play Tennessee, you better be ready to hang in there and and get physical and win it in a close game. When you play this much, you better be ready to go score points.
1: Do you really believe in the Giants staying power at the end?
2: No, I don't. I think that sooner or later they'll – I don't think they're as good as they played. I think they've he's coached them oh. uh, unbelievably well. It all started with going for two against Tennessee. Yeah. To win the game. Man, they jumped all over him. I'm talking about the players. Yes. They said, All right, man, this is what we've been looking for. And but if uh, that doesn't work, then,
3: if that doesn't work, we we might be saying something different right now. Might be uh, but,
2: but I'm not sure that it didn't work, that they he he had the courage to do it. I mean, yeah. it's his first it's his first game as an NFL head coach. And he goes for two at the end against the the number one ranked team in the AFC the year before. So I don't think there is good. Barkley is unbelievably good. I've said all year long. Derrick Henry is the best back in the league. Barkley's close in a different style, but he's pretty close to Derrick Henry. And uh, hard for a kid that size to do what he does and, and stay healthy. Uh, but, man, he's good. I don't think the Giants are as good as we got them right now. But how could you not put them up there the way they're winning games?
5: Yeah.
3: And Jones is just kind of quietly doing his job. getting he's not it throwing done.
2: interceptions. He's yeah. not turning everybody balls. up. Yeah. He's using his feet to make some plays. They're just playing good football. They, they play – when you watch them, you say – This team's fun to watch. They're well-coached. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They don't lose their poise. They hang in every game and find a way to win it at the end. Uh, I could not put them there, even though I'm not sure I believe they are the fifth best team in the league. But I I think they are right now. They've got some dudes on that D-line, too. young dudes. Yeah, They're young. That's a very young team. I think they're going to stay good and do nothing but get better as time goes on now.
1: Watson, Miami is is really an interesting story. They're 7-3. Right. and three. They deserve a lot of the accolades they're getting. But when they have to go to cold weather, whoever, in late December and January, can they do it?
2: That's always been the issue. But the Dolphins that year, they went undefeated, did. So, I mean, it can be done. I like this team. I'm not sure... It's not the most dynamic offense in the league. I'm talking about skill player wise. Right. Uh they they've got it, man. They've got speed. Their running backs good. They're all kind of wide receivers that can take the top off. My gosh, would the Titans like to have any one of those guys? Um uh, their defense is better than you think. They 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 really they get after you. They're they're a pressure defense. They bring five guys a bunch of times. I think they're gonna be a hard out too. And the more I watch that division, that division's pretty dead gum good, guys.
1: Yes, it is.
2: I mean, the Patriots are solid. The Jets are the best they've been. I mean, this this, this division is pretty dead gum good, and I'm not sure Miami's not going to win it.
1: Okay, until last night, Philly would have been the automatic number one. They lost. They didn't appear all that interested Watson, what is it you saw in Philly last night or, or maybe Philly in general that worries you
2: playing hard every week? I mean, I've seen it twice in the last two or three weeks now where yep. they just kind of show up. I don't know if they're reading their headlines. I don't know. I think they got the pieces. They've got one of the best defensive lines in the league. They've got a very good offensive line. Where are they weak on offense? I don't see it. Uh, quarterbacks playing better than he's ever played. And, and um, I just think it's on them. It, it, when they, it, when they're ribbed up and ready to play, I think they, they're, they're, they're as good as anybody, but I'll say this before we even get to these top two. I don't think anybody is heading shoulders over anybody this year. I think the league is average as it can be. Yes. And the top seven, eight, let's say top 10 teams, George, Any one of the 10 could beat the other one on any given day. I don't see a dominant football team in the NFL this year.
1: How good do you think Minnesota really is?
2: I think they're pretty daggum good. Uh, You know, the quarterback has got to show us he can win the big game. He is talented. Man, he threw some throws in the game yesterday.
1: Against Buffalo that were amazing.
2: I mean, he made some plays. He's got all the pieces. Strong arm, accurate, uh, tougher nails. He'll sit in there and throw, but he just hasn't been able to show up in the big one when it says, okay, it's time. Let's see you do it. He has yet to do it. But I think they're playing as good as anybody in the league, and I think they're as skilled as anybody in the league. And uh, I think they will be there in the playoffs and might make it a ways. I think this team's pretty gum good, and I'm anxious to see if Cousins – when it gets to that point, it's just like we said about Ryan Tannehill, George, till you do it, poor Ryan's got to sit there and listen to it. Yep. No matter what you say, as Ryan keeps winning those games now, but when it gets to playoff times, they're going to say, uh-oh, it's playoff time. Where's Ryan Tannehill? He's going to hear the same thing when it gets to that until they, till he's able to prove it different. It's going to be tough.
1: Watson, with Kansas City at number one, obviously defense is always the question when you talk about the Chiefs. But it seems to me that that ability to stay a game ahead of Buffalo, because they're going to play each other again, we all think that in the AFC. Yes? I lost you. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened.
2: You must be getting bored with me. You just cut me off.
1: No, I don't know if you heard what I was saying. but You were leading towards the
2: Chiefs defense. Yeah, yeah,
1: KC being a game ahead of Buffalo is huge for postseason stuff. Buffalo doesn't want to have to go back to KC again.
2: Yeah. I think they're going to, though. <laughs> I do, too. I don't think they'll get healthy enough to catch KC, George. I think they're going back to Kansas City. Kansas City's defense is better. I saw it against the Titans. Second half, they held us to one first down. Yeah, Uh, they're they're better. uh, Still not one of the best defenses in the league, but they're better. Kansas City runs the ball better than they've been running in recent years. They're not living with a run, but they're making plays with a run. So I think it's one of the better teams they've had. And uh, I think if I if you who would you pick today to win it all? I have to put Kansas City there today, right? If you played a championship game today picked whoever you want to play Kansas City. I pick Kansas City to win. And number fifteen, just fifteen, will the game against the Titans. He didn't have a great game. He lost his poise a little bit. The team lost their poise a little bit. But he found a way to win that game. He's a winner. And uh, I mean, George, every play at the end of the game were with his feet, not his arm. He yeah. made all the plays against the Titans with his feet. He's a winner. I just think Kansas City. If we played today, one game deal, they would be the one to come out.
1: I'm going Philly in the other one because I think when we get toward playoff time, if there is a boredom now, there won't be then.
2: I hope I hope not because I like watching Philadelphia yeah. play when they're into it. They're I think fun they're to watch. Pretty dead game good. They're like they're fun to watch. And both these quarterbacks are winners on the two teams that you Philadelphia and this one and Kansas City, and they both can throw it and run it. And uh, that seems to be the uh, the recipe for offense in today's world. It's hard to be one of these guys that just can't move around anymore and play on a winning championship team without good feet on your quarterback.
1: Watson, stick around because, as you know, the plaster bed of the day is coming, and you certainly don't want to miss that.
2: Ooh, I can't wait.
1: Yeah. 48-point um, What? That nah, may have may have taken a little dive last let's night. let's
2: don't get into forty sevens. I've talked to no, him I know
1: it we'll we'll uh i'll I'll get the computer out see where okay. we are. Let's say hello to Brian Stewart down at the bottom of the screen. there he is. Brian, how are you?
9: man, I'm doing great. I've missed you guys George Watson Billy. how y'all been Where have you We're been i've missed you too. I have been in orlando um and you know.
1: Are you lobbying to get Alabama in the Citrus Bowl?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 Brian, don't listen to him.
9: <laughs> I, I think I need to leave right now.
2: <laughs> don't listen to him.
9: Georgia, uh, you know, uh, I come on here and just like I said before, better. man, all I do is try to talk you up. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to be a participant with the bowling uh, yeah, extravaganza. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I tell everybody what a nice guy you are, and this is what you do, man. This Run is me the over with the time. you guys.
2: Hey, Brian. Brian, yeah. and I yeah. just talked before you came on that Alabama's not out of the, champ- the championship deal yet. They're still hovering around, and I got to eat alive. Mostly well, by, by your by grandson. George and Tony.
1: Tony. They both well, mostly, ate me up. Mostly by your grandson. <laughs>
9: <laughs> that's <laughs> and, and you know that's uh, I, I really hope that you're right, Watson, I, I really do because you know it broke my heart that LSU knocked us out. I mean it, it, and let's give all credit to lSU. they they played a great game. Uh, they they won that game uh, fair and square, but it man, it really hurt to lose that game because the potential of Alabama, everybody knows what kind of athletes they put on the field week in, week out. We know if they played that game 10 times, I would take Alabama eight out of those 10 times. But it's just unfortunate. They lost and they put up a great game against Ole Miss. And, you know, I know the governors are not going to give them much of a run this weekend. Uh, you know, Austin uh, P's, no. you know, it's no. just, no. it's let's go P. I I will say that Austin P has the greatest T-shirt ever. With the <laughs> Let's Go Pete.
2: I've I
1: don't care a, what anybody I still does. got
2: a couple. Right? I still have a couple from 1978, yeah. 79, and
9: 80. I mean, okay, we, we have to. Yes, go ahead. Do you Jordan.
1: want me to give you something that will make you feel better about me?
9: Yes, go ahead.
1: I talked to Eli. For those who are watching this live, they heard this about an hour ago. Uh, Eli called me during a commercial break. Sounds way better than I heard him three weeks ago. Don't think he's going to do a game this year. I think the next game he's going to do will be the A-Day game, but I was really encouraged. That sound like the Eli I know.
9: See, that's that's awesome news. I mean, they were uh, at the end of the game for Ole Miss, you know, CBS always plays the, you know, they had uh, the announcer on there and you're so used to hearing uh, when Alabama wins, Eli calling that awesome play out for the game and everything. But you know, who cares if he doesn't call a game this year? You know, well, that's
1: what I told him.
9: The most important thing is him getting better and getting back to full Eli status. And and nobody cares if it's for Alabama or whatever. We just yeah. want him back healthy for his family. That's the most important thing, right there. Amen. So uh, yeah, my best wishes to Eli to his family. Uh, give him a big roll tide for me give him a big go Preds, whatever you want i I'm, i'll do it we just need him to know that we're all thinking about him praying for him
1: he knows it he does know it he he brought that up tell me what's going on at your place
9: George i am beyond excited because uh saturday is our first auction man we have uh, well i say we i, I want to put the onus uh the the congratulatory onus on on my auction team, uh, Barry and Linda and Cheryl and Melissa, they have worked their tails off to get this auction in line with the advertising with, uh, we went and bought computers. We've got the trailer ready. We've got the signs out. I mean, this is going to be an auction for personal property and for selling the house, selling the land. There's even going to be a car. It doesn't run but we're going to auction a car off. So, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about this. I mean, it's just, uh, G- George, I look at where I started. Uh, you know, I started with this company in 2013 with one stop. I had a great broker and great people around me that taught me how to do real estate the right way. Um, I bought the company in 2019 in March, and we have grown it ever since. We went from 12 agents to 30 agents, and now we've added the auction division on here. So I, it, needless to say, One Stop Realty is like my child. And you know, all these agents that are here work their tails off every day to make sure that our clients and customers are happy. And this auction and the property management, along with the residential and commercial that we do, are just ways of extending our knowledge to our customers and giving them options to become our clients and to help them in any way possible that we can. So it's this weekend is just phenomenal. And I'll tell you another thing I'm excited about, George. I am leaving Thursday morning from Nashville Airport to go up to Green Bay and watch these Titans kick some cheese head butt up there this weekend.
1: Hey, have you ever been to Lambeau?
9: I have not.
1: Well, I've been once. And trust (laughs) me, I can't wait to hear Friday or next week what you thought? You're 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 gonna love it. It's awesome. Good George, for you.
9: Y'all have to look for me on TV too because I lucked up. Yeah, you, you won't believe this, but I looked at Ticketmaster on the best available tickets. This was back in July, and I ended up with Section One Nineteen, which is the fifty-yard line, <laughs> Row Two, on oh the end God. seats right behind the Titans bench. Way to go. Dude, uh, yeah, for 400 a piece. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I, I got super lucky on these tickets. But, good yes, I w- I hope that you all see me on TV. If you give me a George Plaster shirt, I might wear it. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look at Watson. He's like, I wouldn't wear it if you. <laughs>
9: <laughs> That's right. Watson's <laughs> well, like, yeah, I'm good. No, I'm By okay. the way,
1: you'll get a shirt at the bowling deal, Plaster and oh. Friends Celebrity Bowling Shirt.
9: See, it's all worth it now, man. I mean, you
1: Absolutely. know,
9: I was just happy about giving back to the community that we live in. But now that's like toppings on the taco, man. I get a freaking T-shirt. I mean, I, you know. do you stay get out of this.
1: I know what you're thinking. <laughs> let, let's let go to the break quickly. But Brian, you have a safe trip up there?
9: All right. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a great day. I, hey, I will be on tomorrow. I'm leaving Thursday. So I'll see okay. you guys tomorrow.
1: Love it. See you, Ron. After All better right. of days in the on-deck circle, and as Confucius once said, once you go Mac, you can't ever go back. Oh, boy. That'll give you the hint. Stick around. has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a Hit Tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night.
8: A man was critically injured following a crash early Friday morning. Officers at the scene said the victim was driving a pickup truck when he lost control of the vehicle. The pickup veered left and went into a ditch. A front seat passenger was wearing a seatbelt and escaped the crash without injury. The driver was not wearing a seatbelt and was ejected from the truck. He died at the scene. Law enforcement writes tickets to save lives. This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. See more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo, bigger, brighter, and better than ever.
1: When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to StrikeAndSpare.com.
7: christmas for kids is back at the ryman this november 21st christmas for kids provides children with shopping sprees coats and unforgettable experiences every year this annual fundraising concert helps bring that experience to more kids this year is hosted by phil vassar and includes chris young the frontman which is richie mcdonald formerly of lone star larry stewart of restless heart Tim Rushlow, formerly of Little Texas, Essex County, and a whole lot more. Christmas for Kids, November 21st. To purchase tickets, go right now to Rival.com.
8: This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bark. Bark gets millions of dollars for his clients every year.
2: At Bar Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000.
3: Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It is now time for Plaster's Bet of the Day, powered by Bart Durham Injury Law. Since 1975, Bart Durham has aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging on to bartdurham.com. And now over to George for a few words on A Moment's Peace. Yep, if you're
1: looking for that perfect gift for a loved one and you're sitting there saying, I don't have a clue, well, join the crowd. There are a lot of folks in that same boat. One way to get out of it, alive and able to talk about it, is to go to the folks at A Moment's Peace Salon and Day spa. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of specifics right here. For instance, massage, a manicure, a pedicure, uh, skin care, the hair salon, uh, and also the even easier way, the way to really just take it out of your own hands is a great gift card. That is a Christmas gift she will enjoy. So what are you waiting on? Here's the way to do it. You can go online to a amomentspeace.com forward slash Christmas. Again, a amomentspeace.com forward slash Christmas. That's a way to get out of it alive, able to talk about it, and have a happy camper on the other end.
3: Okay, it is now time for... Blaster's bet of the day results. Uh, yeah, And you've kind of taken a little bit of a tailspin no, here, George.
1: We've uh, taken on some water.
3: 70-74. You lost the Niners and Eagles teaser, and then last night lost the Minnesota Golden Gophers basketball bet. So what's that percentage at now?
1: 48.6%. Not awful. No, not good enough.
3: Not good enough We keep getting
1: close, and it just doesn't happen. So Watson, we've got Maxion tonight. Maxion, yes, boy, Maxion.
2: Good, good for you. You're you're hunting something now. Oh,
1: I need something. <laughs> I'm gonna go on the eye test on this one. I believe Ohio U is significantly better than Ball State, even though they're on the road. I'm gonna take Ohio U minus the three and a half. Even though my buddy Mike New is the head coach at Ball State, he may never speak to me again. But that's where I'm going.
2: If they win this, aren't they? Are they already in the championship? I
1: think you're right that this one
2: this one puts them in the championship, so so. they ought to be ready to play. So a lot of incentive. Yeah. If if they'd already got the championship, I'm not sure I'd agree with you. But I think I read where this is for the championship. They, They can end it tonight with a win. Is it tonight? Yeah. Yeah, tonight. we need this one. Yeah.
3: High stakes yeah. in
1: this one tonight. Oh, no, root us on. Watson, I know you will only be with us tomorrow for the Titans' Tale of the Tape. You're headed south. Safe travels. We'll see you again on Monday.
2: Thank you, George. Hope to enjoy myself and see, see my part of my family and miss you guys. Have fun the next couple of days and see you Monday.
1: We'll do it. Billy? George? You behave.
3: I'll do my best.
1: Did you like my uh, citrus bowl wine?
3: That was great.
2: Hey
1: George,
3: like it.
2: Before I leave, I think I'm going to get you one of those gift certificates. I think that, that would be. It. I think that'd be a good present to get you. Yeah, <laughs> that's wonderful.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to get one for you. Yeah, you're all heart. Safe travels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I'm thinking, I can't say. I know you can't, dude, <laughs> and it's
8: killing you. <laughs> This is Main Street Media
1: Television. So long, everybody.